0: Swiss Family Robinson Chapter 18 The Tortoise Harnessed The wind was favorable and briskly swelled our sail. The sea was calm, and we advanced at a considerable rate. Fritz had for some time fixed his eyes on something of a large size, which was floating on the water, and he now desired me to take the glass and see what it could be i soon perceived that it was a tortoise which had fallen asleep in the sun on the surface of the water no sooner had fritz learned this than he entreated me to steer softly within view of so extraordinary a creature i readily consented But as his back was towards me, and the sail between us, I did not observe his motions till a violent jerk of the boat, a sudden turning of the windlass, and then a second jerk accompanied by a rapid motion of the boat gave me the necessary explanation. For heaven's sake, what are you about, Fritz exclaimed I, somewhat alarmed. I have caught him, I touched him, cried Fritz, without hearing one word I had been saying. The tortoise is ours. It cannot escape, father. Is not this, then, a valuable prize? For it will furnish dinners for us all for many weeks. I soon perceived that the harpoon had caught the animal, which, feeling itself wounded, thus agitated the vessel in its endeavors to get away. I quickly pulled down the sail, and, seizing a hatchet, sprung to the boat's head to cut the rope and let the harpoon and the tortoise go, but Fritz caught hold of my arm, conjuring me to wait a moment and not so hastily bring upon him the mortification of losing at one stroke the harpoon, the rope, and the tortoise. He proposed, watching himself with the hatchet in his hand to cut the rope suddenly should any sign of danger appear and i yielded to his entreaties thus then drawn along by the tortoise we proceeded with a hazardous rapidity i soon observed that the creature was making for the sea i therefore again hoisted the sail and as the wind was to the land and very brisk the tortoise found resistance of no avail He accordingly fell into the track of the current and drew us straight towards our usual place of landing, and by good fortune, without striking upon any of the rocks. We, however, did not disembark without one difficult adventure the state of the tide was such as to throw us upon a sandbank we were at this time within a gunshot of the shore the boat though driven with balance remained upright in the sand i stepped into the water which did not reach far above my knees for the purpose of conferring upon our conductor his just reward for the alarm he had caused us when he suddenly gave a plunge and then disappeared Following the rope, I presently saw the tortoise stretched at length at the bottom of the water, where it was so shallow that I soon found means to put an end to his pain by cutting off his head with the hatchet, and he bled to death. Being now near tent-house, Fritz gave a halloo and fired a gun to apprise our relatives that we were not only arrived, but arrived in triumph. This soon produced the desired effect. The mother and her three young ones soon appeared, running towards us, upon which Fritz jumped out of the boat, placed the head of our sea prize on the muzzle of his gun, and walked ashore, which I reached at the same moment. And all were once more received with the kindest salutations, and such questions as kindness best knows how to propose. After some gentle reproaches from my wife for leaving her and the boy for so long a time, The history of the tortoise was related, and excited much merriment in our auditors. The tender-hearted mother, after heaving a sigh for the hard fate of the creature, began to shudder at the thought of the danger we had been exposed to and the escape we had effected. Our conversation ended. I requested my wife to go with two of the younger boys to Falcon Stream and Fetch. The sledge and the beast is a burden that we might see at least a part of our booty from the ship put safely under shelter the same evening. A tempest or even the tide might sweep away the whole during the night. We took every precaution in our power against the latter danger by fixing the boat and the raft now at the time of its reflux as securely as we could without an anchor i rowed two prodigious masses of lead with assistance of levers from the raft upon the shore and then tied a rope to each the other ends of which were fastened one to the raft and the other to the boat and thus satisfy myself that they could not easily be forced away while we were employed on the scheme the sledge arrived and we placed the tortoise upon it and also some other articles of lightweight mattresses pieces of linen etc for i reckoned that the animal itself weighed at least three quintals. The strength of our whole party was found necessary to move it from the raft to the sledge. We therefore all set out together to unload it again at Falcon's stream. Our first concern on reaching our abode was the tortoise, which we immediately turned on his back that we might strip off the shell and make use of some of the flesh while it was fresh. Taking my hatchet, I separated the upper and under shell all round, which were joined together by cartilages. The upper shell of the tortoise is extremely convex. The under, on the contrary, is nearly flat. I cut away as much of the flesh of the animal as was sufficient for a meal, and laid the rest carefully on the under shell, which served as a dish, recommending to my wife to cook what I had cut off on the other shell. "'with no other seasoning than a little salt, "'and pledged myself that she would produce a luxurious dish. "'We will then,' said I, "'rub salt on what we mean to keep, "'and distribute the head and trails and feet to the dogs, "'for all you know must live.' "'Oh, dear Papa,' cried Francis, "'do give me the shell. "'It will be such a purty plaything.' "'No, no,' bawled out another, "'and one and all contended for the preference.' I imposed silence, declaring that the right was entirely in Fritz. But, continued I, it may be well to ask what each of you thought of doing with the shell if he had obtained it. Ernest, I should turn it into a shield to defend myself with, if the savages should come upon us. Father, ah, there is my egotist again, but let us see in what way you would use it. You would fling it across your shoulders, no doubt, and take to your heels manfully i have guessed right my poor Ernest, have i not and you jack what have you to say jack i should make a nice little boat of it which would help to amuse us all i was thinking how cleverly we could fill it with potatoes or the other things we want to take from tent house to falcon's nest it would glide along so nicely with the stream and we should be saved all the fatigue we now have in carrying them Father, your scheme, I grant, is not ill-imagined, but a small raft or an old chest would do just as well for your purpose. And now for my little Francis, I wonder what pretty plan he had thought of. Francis, I thought I should build a little house, Papa, and the shell would make such a nice roof to it. Father, vastly well, my lads, if we had only one amusement of our, our... Ease to think of, but I want you all to form the habit of thinking and acting for the general good, rather than that of what will most gratify or accommodate his single self. Now then, let me ask to what you Fritz, the only rightful claimant to the shell, had intended to apply it? Fritz, I thought, father, of cleaning it thoroughly, and fixing it by the side of our river, and keeping it always full of pure water for my mother's use, when she has to wash the linen, or cook our victuals. Father, excellent, excellent, my boy. All honor to the founder of the pure water tub. This is what I call thinking for the general good. And we will take care to execute the idea as soon as we can prepare some clay, as a solid foundation for its bottom. Jack, ha, ha. Now then it is my turn, for I have got some clay, which I have put by to keep for use behind those old roots yonder. Father, and where did you get it, boy? Mother, "'Oh, you may apply to me for this part of the information. "'To my cost I know where the clay was got. "'This morning, early, my young hero falls to digging "'and scrambling on the hill you see to the right, "'and home he comes with the news that he has found a bed of clay, "'but in so dirty a condition himself "'that we were obliged to think next of the washing-tub.'" Jack, and if I had minded a little dirt, mother, I should not have discovered this bed of clay, which you will see will be of great use to us. As I was returning from looking for potatoes, I thought I would take the high path along the river just to see how rapidly it runs and forms those nice cascades. By and by I came to a large slope, watered by the river. It was so slippery that I could not keep up on my legs, so I fell and dirtied myself all over. On looking, I saw that the ground was all of clay and almost liquid, so I made some of it into balls and brought them home. Ernest, when the water tub is complete, I will put some roots I have found to soak a little in it, for they are now extremely dry. I do not exactly know what they are. They look something like the radish or horseradish, but the plant from which I took them was almost the size of a bush. Being ignorant, however, of its name or nature, I have not yet ventured to taste the roots, though I saw our sow eating heartily of them. Father, if my suspicion is right. You have made a beneficial discovery, which with the assistance of our potatoes may furnish us the means of existence as long as we may remain in this island." I think your roots are manioc, of which the natives of the West Indies make a sort of bread or cake which they call cassava. But we must first carry the production through a certain preparation, without which it possesses pernicious properties. Try to find the same place, and bring a sufficient quantity for our first experiment. We have finished unloading the sledge, and I bade the three eldest boys accompany me to fetch another load before it should be dark. We left francis and his mother busy in preparing a refreshing meal for supper the tortoise having presented itself most opportunely for this purpose having reached the raft we took from it as many effects as the sledge could hold or the animals draw along one object of my attention was to secure two chests which contained the clothes of my family which I well knew would afford the highest gratification to my wife, who had frequently lamented that they were all compelled to wear clothes that were not their own, reminding her at every moment, she said, how much they might be wanted by their proper claimants. I reckoned also in finding in one of the chests some books on interesting subjects, but principally a large, handsomely printed Bible. I added to these four cartwheels and a hand mill for grinding, which, now that we had discovered the Manoik I considered of signal importance, these and a few other articles completed our present load. On our return to Falcon's Nest, we found my wife looking anxiously for our arrival and ready with the welcome she had promised of an ample and agreeable repast. Before she had well examined our new stores she drew me with one of her sweetest smiles by the arm step this way said she and leading to the shade of a tree this is the work i performed in your absence pointing to a large cask half sunk in the ground and the rest covered over with branches of trees she then applied a small corkscrew to the side and filling the shell of a coconut with the contents presented it to me I found the liquor equal to the best canary i had ever tasted how then said i have you performed this new miracle he replied she for this time it was an obliging white wave which threw it on shore i took a little ramble in your absence yesterday to see what i could find and well my trouble was rewarded the boys ran for the sledge and had but little difficulty in getting the cask to falcon stream where we dug this place in the earth to keep it cool My wife now proposed that all should be regaled with some of the delicious beverage. My own share so invigorated me that I found myself able to complete my day's work by drawing up the mattresses we had brought from the ship to our chamber in the tree by means of a pulley. When I had laid them along to advantage, they looked so inviting that I could scarcely resist my desire of at once committing myself to the kind relief they seemed to offer to my exhausted strength. But now the savory smell of the tortoise laid claim to my attention. I hastened down, and we all partook heartily of the luxurious treat. We returned thanks to God, and speedily retired to taste the blessing of sound repose upon the said mattresses.